have a Bible, please turn to the book of Acts chapter 19. A great passage of scripture. Then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists took it upon themselves to call on the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, We exorcise you by the Jesus whom Paul preaches. Also there were seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish priest, who did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know and Paul I know, but who are you? That's our title. Who are you? Then the man in whom the evil spirit leaped on them, overpowered them, prevailed against them, so that they fled out of the house naked and wounded. This became known both to all the Jews and Greeks dwelling in Ephesus, and fear fell on them all. And the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. And many who had believed also confessing and telling their deeds. Also many of those who had practiced magic brought their books together and burned them in the sight of all. And they counted up the value of them and they totaled 50,000 pieces of silver. So the word of the Lord grew mightily and prevailed. Now the dispossession of Christians is mostly due to a poor or wrong understanding of who they are. Who you are in Christ, your identity. That's what the devil is after, friends, today. He's, also, he's always trying to usurp what God has said about you, what God has decreed over you. His tactic is always to try to disarm you, dispossess you of your inheritance. The enemy will always try to do this to insecure our ignorant Christians. Now here we have an encounter with the demonic. This is a situation that the Apostle Paul had seen in, 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 in Ephesus. And we have this encounter with the demonic. We have these mimics, these religious and they're up against a man full of evil spirits controlled by darkness. Now the religious world has no answers to such dilemmas, friends. Their answers are learned rituals, formulas, uh, religious prayers, beads, holy water. I remember many years ago when I was a little boy, my father got one of his first cars. And I remember him going outside the door and he gets the holy water. And he began to sprinkle it on the car. You know, thinking that's going to stop him. Well, I'm not lying to you. Four hours later, we were calling for the mechanic. That's not just the truth. Relics, bones of old dead people. Even the new religious. The new religious of science and learning, friends. They, have, they are powerless over the forces that hold people in darkness. And so the seven sons of Sceva, those who see the power in the name of Jesus but never own it for themselves. And I want to talk about this. I want to maybe bring this to us a little bit more minced down because there is something very important in the scripture for us. We see the false use of the name of Jesus, but there is a real name. There is a real use, a real application that God wants you to rediscover in your Christian life. The difference of knowing and the difference of possessing. Do you know him or do you possess him? They are those who just know him, friends. The Apostle Paul says to them in 2 Timothy 3 and 5, he says, they are the people who have a form of godliness but no power. That word means formula. Uh, you know, every religion has some sort of formula. Some three steps, some sort of ritual, some sort of quoting or misquoting of the Bible. And there's some sort of formula for power, friends. But no power, nothing there. I've even seen it among many Christians who quote the Bible as some sort of, you know, you know, holy water experience. Do you understand what I'm saying? They just grab a scripture out of it and just regurgitate someone else's experience and wonder why. 
They're not prevailing in the Christian life because, friends, there was a possessing of the things of God. Such weak people have been a pollutant in every part of history. Moses had to put up with them in his time with Janus and Jambres, the magicians, professed religious mimics, counterfeits. The Bible says men of corrupt minds disapproved concerning the faith. Their folly, Paul says, is made manifest to all evil men. Imposters, he says, will grow worse and worse. Quoting someone else's experience. Quoting somebody that they don't even know. And I want to challenge us because we are in a time, friends, where we have to know who we are. We cannot parrot someone else's words. We cannot live someone else's experience because we heard it this morning. It's those who know their God will do great exploits. If it was true intellect only, let me tell you, most of us were left back in the drawing room. Amen. But it's by faith. Thank God this morning it's the just shall live by faith. Not by the power of a, a solid mind, friends. Not by the power of intellect, friends. But living by faith. If you advance into the combat without a divine call or inspiration, you are going to incur humiliation. You cannot create an inspiration. You cannot call yourselves. Just because you paint a fire on a canvas, it will not keep you warm on a cold night. False enthusiasm will always be found out. Amen. I remember as a young boy, beginning to discover the power of the name of Jesus. Up to this time, it was, I got saved around the same time as my mom and dad. It was a genuine conversion, even though I was only 12 years old. We came out of Catholicism, never heard about being born again, never read the Bible, never been exposed to what we are all exposed to today. But someone came and shared the gospel. I shared that with you in the past, and we received it gladly into our hearts. But I remember my parents, of course, because I'm a kid, my, my growth is according to my understanding and where I'm at developmentally, but they were growing in grace much faster than I. And I remember hearing some of the great stories of the power in the name of Jesus and power over demons. Even this very scripture I knew as a young boy, 12 years of age. Well, I remember sitting in a prayer meeting in an inner city church, right by the front door, which is a very dangerous place, in an inner city church to be sitting at in a prayer meeting, okay? And I remember there's a room that holds about 80 or 90 people and there's six of us there praying. I'm by the door, silly me, I'll never do that again. And everyone else has prayed out around the building. And I remember during that prayer meeting, this, this real scruffy, dark, something about this man, when he came into the, into the room, there was a presence over him, an evil presence. And of course, he sat down behind me, of all places to sit. He sits down behind me. I'm 12 years old. I'm praying, Lord Jesus, take me to heaven now. <laughs> Even at 12, I know demons, you feel it, you know it, friends. People ask me all the time, well, what about the demonic? They haven't gone away, you know, they just got a bit more clever. <laughs> and I remember sitting there and I remember praying and all of a sudden behind my back, I hear this, <laughs> this manifestation, I'm not lying to you. The goose flesh, you know, the, the hairs start to stand. The fear comes over me. But I said, this is a sink or swim mo moment. It either works or it doesn't work. Amen. And I remember 12 years old. This guy was about six foot six. He was a huge man. A man of the streets. A man, you know, you, you could see a violent man. A man given to much darkness. And I remember standing up as a little squeaky voice. Still squeaky voice. I apologize for that. <laughs> Young 12 year old. And standing up and turning around and saying, in the name of Jesus, 
Well, I'm telling our friends, he got up out of his seat and I never saw a man run as fast in all my life. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, I knew at 12 years of age, there was power in the name of Jesus. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. It wasn't somebody else's experience. It wasn't my mom and dad's experience, friends. It wasn't Brother Dave's experience, Pastor Carter's experience. It was my experience. <laughs> Hallelujah. I had to know there was power in the name of Jesus. Because when it came to Monday morning, mom and dad weren't with me in school. And back then in those days, let me tell you, they were the days of corporal punishment, okay? I'm the only kid in the whole school that left Catholicism and became born again. Can you imagine? There was an X in my back. Everywhere. They were the days, friends, where we were hard-pressed in every side. Oh, I didn't become a Christian because of my mom and dad. I became a Christian because I discovered there's a power in the name of Jesus. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. I want to ask you this morning, today, who are you? You need to know who you are. For the Christian, it is a constant fight for your faith. A constant fight, friends. 24-7, seven days a week, 65 of the year, friends. We are in a war. It's intensifying every day. For the Christian, it is a constant fight. The enemy's objective is to rob you of your faith in Christ. Hallelujah, by grace you are saved through faith, but the just must live by faith. Saved by faith and called to live by faith. So your faith, my friends, is what the enemy is after. That's the battle. Some are caught in the headlights of their failure. Oh, that besetting sin. Let me tell you, Hebrews, the besetting sin is unbelief. Hebrews 11 is all about faith. By faith, by faith, by faith. And then it goes in to Hebrews 12. Not besetting sin is unbelief, friends. Oh, no, it's my anger. Oh, no, no. That's a manifestation of unbelief. Oh, it's my, it's my immoral thinking. No, that's a manifestation of unbelief. The enemy's getting in because you're not remembering who you are. You're not understanding who you are. You're not living according to what God has called over you, what God has spoken over you, amen. You are clean, Jesus said, because of the words I speak to you, amen. Not because you call yourself. You can't call yourself. You are called by Him. You can't inspire yourself. You're inspired by Him. Amen. We don't go into the battle on our own. Friend. Eventually we go into a battle because we've been summoned by God to stand in the hour that we're in. And stand we must. As a Christian, my faith must have a consistency to it. If I'm to manifest the victory of Christ's defeat over Satan and sin, I must know who I am in Christ, friends. You must know this morning that you stand on solid ground. Amen. You must, stand to, you must understand this morning, friends, it's not a meritocracy where all of a sudden you've merited the grace of God. You stand on unmerited gift of God, unmerited grace of God. You've been brought in because of the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I must know who I am. Oh God, I pray by the end of this message, if there's an altar, if we make it to an altar, that you will cry out to God, give me a revelation of who I am. Hallelujah. Lord, open my eyes to what you say I am. Amen. Because with that revelation, friends, something will change in your life. There must be a revelation of who you are in Christ. Ezekiel 36, 26 talked about that day, which we now have. The stony heart was removed and God putting his Holy Spirit within us and giving us a heart of flesh. Amen. We have, the Bible says, already passed from death to life. Jesus and Paul I know, but who are you? 
Try and preach without believing your own doctrine. Speak of Jesus as a friend while the heart is averse from him. Let me tell you, friends, that mocking voice of that fiend, that imposter, will be heard within. Efforts to convince others will be as blows that just hit the air and never their target. Because you're quoting someone else's experience. You're quoting someone else's words, friends. That lie of unbelief will, and the heart will paralyze even the mightiest eloquence. Jesus, the word of Isaiah says, these, the Lord said in Isaiah, he said, these people worship me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. And the false teachers, the natural men, they're important. They're important. Your friends, I've talked to many people over the years and I've heard some great people who have argument. Oh, they have great ideas and they're great, you know, they're great backbench Christians, do you understand? They're great couch Christians. They're great people to tell you what's wrong with this doctrine and that doctrine and that church and that church. And they can tell you all the ins and outs of the history. And they can tell you someone else's experience. Oh, did you ever read about Zuzu Street? Oh, did you ever hear about the Welsh revival? Oh, did you ever hear about this revival and that revival? I'm sick about hearing this. I want to see someone, amen, that understands him and knows him and can manifest him. Not talking about someone else's experience. The hour is here, friends. If not now, when? If not us, then who? We have a tide of evil that's breaking upon our nation. Right around the world, friends. Disaster is spreading from nation to nation. And God is looking for a people whose hearts are completely his. This is a test moment for us, friends. But we ain't getting even out of the traps until we first of all get back in contact with our faith. Reconnecting with our faith, amen. Getting back into understanding what was pronounced over us the day we gave our lives to Christ. The religious are important when the attacks of the venomous evil spirits come upon them. I've seen, I've listened, I've heard, I've watched over the years. Men and women that can just talk someone else's experience, they're overpowered, they're humiliated. The attempt to try and manipulate the sacred things of God will always end up in shame and humiliation. It's abundantly evident how the fleshly rituals and formulas have no answers. They end in defeat and humiliation. There's a great story actually. Pope, Greg, Pope Gregory II, he walks into the Sistine Chapel and Michelangelo's been on his back painting the scene from the gate beautiful where he's and Pope Gregory looks up and he says to him, it's been a long time since the church has had to say silver and gold, have I not? Well, being the scoundrel he was, he looked over, he said, but it's been a long time since you've been able to say, take up your bed and walk. Oh, friends, let me tell you, it's a time for the Christian church to be able to say with authority, take up your bed and walk. <laughs> Hallelujah. God is looking for a man or a woman this morning, anyone that will simply believe him today. Amen. Oh, Jesus, help us. Jesus, bring us deeper. If I am to be that man, I must be the one who believes. A new life has come. Hallelujah. The old has passed away. You must be able to say that today with us, with this morning, with the redeemed. I've been born again. I'm not of this world. I've passed from death to life, as the Apostle Paul says those who know their God, Daniel 11:32, will do great exploits. And I want to tell you this morning, Christian, no matter who you are, the most honest and objective view of ourselves is not a praise by us, but it's a praise by God. 
Hallelujah. I, I swear reading again. The most honest and objective view of ourselves is not appraised by us, but by God. It is God who justifies. You're sitting here this morning, the redeemed of the Lord, because he's redeemed you. Hallelujah. And let the redeemed of the Lord say so. I have a testimony. When a man or a woman comes to Christ, God makes a declaration over you. It is God who justifies. Oh, friends, I've stopped trying to justify myself. Oh, I'm a little bit this, a little bit that. I want to tell you, God has pronounced over the Christian, you are clean, you are pure, you are holy, you are mine. Hallelujah. It came through the worship so beautiful. I was so delighted hearing Gregory bring all those songs in this morning, reassuring of us of who we are in Christ today. Hallelujah. When a man or a woman comes to Christ, God speaks a better word over you. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed, lavished upon us, that we should be called the children of God. And then John says, and that is who you are. I'm a child of God. I am a child of the living God. I need to reconnect with that. Not just sing at a Times Square church. Not just say with my words, I need to connect in my heart today. I believe that God wants to do something very special in the hour that we live in, that men and women reconnect to the truth that God has spoken over them. That men and women will come back to that place in their lives, understanding that God, Jesus is good. Pastor David is good. Pastor Carter is good. But who are you? You must be able to say, friends, in faith. And this is where we need to come to this morning. I know who I have believed. I am one who believes. I know my Redeemer lives. <laughs> Hallelujah. When the fears and the failures come your direction, and there'll be many. You know, it can become very convoluted, this, this life. It's not an easy life, friends. You all know that by now. You've all read the small print. Surely a sparks fly upwards, man is born to trouble. But the Lord delivers him out of everyone. Hallelujah. God delivers. Many are the trials and the troubles of the righteous. But God delivers him. So the Christian this morning must be able to say, I am one who believes. When the enemy comes to you tomorrow morning, when, this, when we say amen and we say get out of here and go into that world, you have to face that world and remember who you are. I am one who believes. I am one who knows my Redeemer lives. I know who I believe and I am persuaded that he's able. When fears and failures come your direction, will you keep the faith? Jesus said, when the Son of Man returns unto the earth, will he find faith on the earth? What a sad commentary, friends. When so many Christians are falling into apathy, when so many people are losing connection to the head, when so many people are listening to the wrong voice, let me tell you, friends, the reason why there's so much bad manifestation in the church, because you're believing the wrong thing about yourself. As a man thinking in his heart, so he acts, friends. I'm a sinner saved by grace. Let me tell you, friends, I'm a saint of God. I didn't write that. The scripture says that. Amen. He says, I have called you by name. You are mine. I've separated you unto myself. 
Oh, with all your works, I've already paid for all that. With all your, all your failures, I've already paid for all that. I've made room for all that in my great covenant of grace. And as Christians, friends, that wondrous faith and the precious work of the Lord Jesus, it will bring confidence back because he is your anchor. Amen. He is the rock. Jesus is the one in which we are established on, rooted and built up in him this morning, friends. No matter what the enemy says to you, no matter what your failure is, you have to be able to stand and know who you are. I am one who believes. I am one who believes. I'm still believing. Hallelujah. Some of you have gone through some very, very wooded areas. Some of you got bogged down in the quagmire. But I want to ask you this morning, can you stand with the rest of the church and say, I believe. I believe in him. Can you defy the, the accuser? Can you defy the, the accuser of the brethren knowing that he's cast down and say, you have no hold over me. I don't care what the devil says. I don't care what your failures are. I don't care where you've been this morning. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. The blood of Jesus Christ, God's son, cleanses us from every sin. Oh, if you're going to listen to those lies, that propaganda that comes in the powers of darkness over the word of the Lord, friends, you will be neutralized in your Christian walk. You'll be neutralized. You'll quote a Bible verse and you won't even believe it yourself. You'll be using it like the Catholic holy water. Wasting your breath. Throwing out a Bible verse here and a Bible verse there. Friends, I want you to connect this morning. The Spirit wants you to connect the Holy Spirit says, I want you to know who you are because we are going to face the demonic. Amen. Amen. We are already facing the demonic. And it's not true. The power of a natural mind will be gained the ascendancy, friends. It's not true. The disciplines. It's not true. Our education, our lack of it, friends. Let me tell you, it's going to be not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Amen. And when we begin to receive from God the title which he gives to us, when we begin to believe everything that God speaks to us, you know, friends, it must be a horrible experience for God time and time again to constantly show his love to us and yet we're running away like some reluctant bride up into the altar because oh I just don't look pretty enough for God today I'm a bit of a failure yesterday I said things that I shouldn't say you are mine I have called you by name when you pass through the waters I'll be with you oh whose voice are you going to listen to for many years I was neutralized because I looked at myself and not at him for many years I was neutralized from going forth with the gospel because I heard and listened to the voice of the enemy rather than the voice of God. Whose report would you believe, friends? We sing it all the time, but Monday morning is coming. We have to face the demonic realm, friends. We need to face it in the confidence of knowing that I am the redeemed of the Lord. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Hallelujah. Will your confidence be in the anchor that rocked Jesus Christ? Your house built upon a sure foundation, unshakable, unmovable, undefeatable. When he speaks to the disciples and he breathed upon them in Matthew's gospel and he said, you are clean because of the words that I speak over you. Can you receive that this morning, Christian? Can some of you are in here and there's some very uncomplimentary aspects of your life that God will get to, friends, amen? And God is getting to it now, but you're never getting anywhere till you receive his righteousness. Though my heart condemns me, he is greater than my heart. Salvation is more powerful than my failures or the sum total of all our failures. God has made preparation for you, friends. 
And so for you to lay hold of that and possess that reality in you, to be able to stand in confidence as a Christian in the workplace, in the school place, in the home, wherever God has placed you, to be able to stand among your peers, whether they believe or don't believe, and be able to speak out of your own testimony to say, I know him and he knows me. See, friend, they are the people that are going to change this world. They're the people that God uses. Oh, it's not the big wigs, friends. It's not the big names. That's only one name, one voice, one pulpit, one day a week. It's the men and women that have received the title of sonship and daughtership. It's the men and women that says, without question, I know who I believe. I am persuaded, as Paul says, that he's able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that name. No demon of hell has authority over the Christian. Hallelujah. I said, no demon of hell. He's a toothless, lying, lying, friends. He comes out with all his bluff and bluster and robs the Christian of who they are. Robs you, shines a light on your failure, shines a light on the failures of others, shines a light upon all these things. But I want to tell you, God is shining a greater light because who God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shone in our hearts. Hallelujah. Why? To bring the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ, friends. And then he goes on to say, we have this treasure in the earthen vessel. God's treasure is inside you already. It's called the Holy Spirit. Amen. He sealed you, friends. Oh, he might be sitting there dormant. It might be under the surface. Maybe a lot of silly things have broken out in your life. But this morning, there's a word from the Lord for you today. Who are you? You have to be able to answer it now. You have to stand to your feet and say, I am one who believes. I'm one who put my confidence in Christ. Hallelujah. I put no confidence in my flesh. I'm telling you, if you're battling this morning with your identity in Christ, stand to your feet and say, no long do I battle, no more do I battle. I know him and he knows me. I tell you, friends, that confidence will go out of these doors and will change this city for Jesus. Not men and women that are. You need to settle it. You need to settle it. No demon of hell has authority over you. No failure of your flesh is authority over you. No, you have authority over the demons. Because you are joint heirs with Christ. Hallelujah. He's in you. I will never leave you or forsake you. Oh my goodness, me friends. What a cast iron guarantee you have. Can you imagine this morning if we have collectively, individually and collectively a revelation of who we are in Christ. Apprehending, understanding, knowing that intimate relationship with him. Knowing and believing what he says about us is the, is the truth of truths. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, there's two truths about you. Yeah, you're miserable failure, but there's a higher truth. He who justified you. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm telling you, they can write two stories. But there's only one that's recounted for in heaven. Amen. Amen. Everything else is under the blood. I want, I want you to pray for yourself today, friends. That God will bring a revelation of who you are. You know... When we're talking about identity, the world is in such confusion about identity. Men think they're women, women think they're men. Amen. They're lost, friends. They're lost. But we know what's going on. Amen. We're the only ones who know what's going on. Amen. They have no idea what's going on in Washington. They have no idea what's going on in the UN. 
have no idea what's going on, friends, in the World Bank or Wall Street, financial houses, the scientific fraternities, but we know what's going on. Amen. We know we battle. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. We know, friends, because we are the redeemed of the Lord. Amen. We know after all the hollow talk is over, and I've heard it many times. I've heard the ones that are draining the swamp and the ones that are being drained, and they both sound the same to me. I've heard the political talk, the social engineers, the elite, the jet sets of our time. I've heard them pontificate over the medias and telling us how to live our lives and they're lying on some leather couch being popped with Valium by their own trink. I'm telling you, friends, we know who we have believed. Amen. I put my pitching with him every day of the week. And when he calls me his righteousness, I learn to say thank you. Hallelujah. When he says you're righteous, I have learned in 35, no, 41 years of being a Christian, I've learned one thing, to say thank you very much, Jesus. You call me righteous. You call me friend. I'd say thank you very much, Jesus. You, you saw what I did yesterday. You still call me friend. Thank you very much, Jesus. I'm telling you, there's a confidence that comes into that man, into that woman. Thank you, Jesus. If you don't know who you are in Christ, you'll be transitioning from this and that and the other, friends. In the flesh, in the spirit, in the flesh, you'll be everywhere. Your identity will be in crisis. You won't know what it's about, where you're going. But when you receive and embrace what he says about you, Amen. I don't care what demon of hell, what rabid boss you serve. I don't care if you're married to Satan's sister. I know who I've believed. I'm persuaded. A righteous man falls seven times, friends, but he gets up every time. He gets up because God gives him the power to get up, and God is going to give you the power to get up today. And God's going to give you the power to reconnect to that which you really are, your true self, fashioned in holiness unto him. And when you start to embrace that identity, when you begin to realize that I am a Christian, and it's not just for this morning in Times Square Church, tomorrow morning I go against the odds. I'm a Christian. I believe in him. Oh, doesn't sound very intellectual. I've heard the intellectuals. Thank you very much. You can keep them. This world, friends, is like being run by the three stooges. Your government particularly. Our government's the same. But I'm telling you, friends, when you know who you are, you can walk like a man through the garden. Look at the flowers. Consider the lilies. Hallelujah. They haven't, they haven't toiled or spun. Yet Solomon, in all his glory, was not arrayed as one of them. You can walk, whether it's a financial collapse, whether you're up or down, whether China does the deal or doesn't, whether your bonds crash, whatever. You can walk, say, it's not my world anyhow. Amen. Mine's a world to come. They can keep it. I'm moving out of here. Hallelujah. Either by death or by rapture, I'm out of here. They can have it. I know who I am.
I know what God has done in my life. And my prayer this morning is for you. That you reconnect with your faith. That you re reconnect. Because if you don't reconnect, the devil is going to beat you up and down. Because you'll only know the name of Jesus and not possess it. The Apostle Paul says that I would apprehend that which I've been apprehended for. That I would come into a true knowledge of what the glorious declaration that God has made over my life. The day that I gave my heart to Christ. Maybe you're here this morning. Maybe you never gave your life to the Lord. Maybe you're here as a spectator. Maybe you grew up in church. Maybe you watched on and you never made the name of Jesus as your own. I invite you to do that tonight, this morning. There's nothing out there, friends. You can go out, if you want to go for another 10 years and do it and see it, come back broken, scarred, broken marriages, broken children, addiction, all your, knock yourself out if that's what you want. But there's only one name under heaven given among men by which we can be saved. Hallelujah. Christian, for too long you've been wavering between two opinions. I'm not just a sinner saved by grace. I'm a saint of God. I'm a joint heir with Jesus Christ. I'm an overcomer. No, I'm more than an overcomer. More than a conqueror. Evander Holyfield came out of retirement for the heavyweight championship of the world. Story goes, the purse was over $100 million. His wife didn't like to see him fighting live, so she stayed behind in the hotel room, watched it on TV, eating Twinkie bars. <laughs> he went in, did the business, got the check. He was the conqueror of the world, friends. But she was more the conqueror because she got the check. He's, he's already satisfied God's justice for all your sin. He loves you. Here in his love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and gave himself to be the propitiation for our sin. No greater love than this as a man has than he laid down his life for his friends. He laid down his life for you. And now he says, would you, are you ready to listen to what I say about you? You're clean. You are mine. You are holy. Well, did you hear that thought I had, Lord? You're holy. Whose report are you going to believe? Because as you begin to believe that report, let me tell you, those manifestations of the flesh will grow strangely dim, friends. Hallelujah. In the light of his glory and grace. Hallelujah. Can I invite you? Very simple thought, and I understand it's a simple thought. I want you to possess the name of Jesus this morning. Not just know it intellectually. Not even just to be able to quote your Bible at me and say, well, you didn't quite quote that first right, Pastor. Fine, probably didn't, but the point is right. You need a revelation. Amen. And I can't give it to you. But he's ready to shed it into your heart right now. Because we are leaving here, friends, and we are going back into a world full of darkness. And we're not going to be having the Times Square Church band behind us tomorrow morning. And this beautiful auditorium with all these wonderful people. But we are guaranteed on broken fellowship and open heaven. The glory of God, the presence of Jesus. And you need to reconnect with that. So when you walk out of these doors 
today, you walk through the streets of New York City, wherever you are, you walk as a prince among men. Because you know who you have believed. Who are you? I am one who believes. I am one that gave my heart. I am one that enjoys new life. I am one whose sins are forgiven. Whose name is engraved upon the very palms of the hand of God. Whose name is written into the Lamb's book of life. And I invite you to come to an altar this morning. Because what you hear needs to move from here into here. The Holy Spirit needs to do a work because many of us friends have become dull and, and our hearing has become dull and not sharp. We've been so overwhelmed by our failure and the failures of others that we now begin to disbelieve the gospel. And I'm inviting you this morning. Stand with me right across the house this morning because God is wanting to do something very significant and very real in your life again. I believe the hour calls for it. In actual fact, I believe it's essential for you, for longevity in this race, friends, that you reconnect with your faith this morning, that you leave here with a confidence that God, God of heaven, has spoken a word into your heart. And he's identified you as a child. Come to this altar. We're going to pray. We're going to believe for a resurrection spiritually in your life again. Amen. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. I suppose what we're really trying to say here Unless we really know who we are, the devil is going to keep on beating you up. He's no right to beat you up, but he's going to beat you up. He's going to be flooding your mind with all your failures. He's going to remind you of all the things that you're not. And all the things that you didn't do. And all the bad things that you did do. And he's going to beat you up. And you're going to just quote a Bible verse because you learned it. But friends, you need to reconnect to your faith. You need to connect to Christ. And I'm saying getting saved again. That's not what we're talking about here. I don't believe that is needed for you at all. I believe what's needed is that a revelation comes into your spirit of who you are. So when you face the demonic, when you face the attacks of the enemy, when you face what you have to face, which is, which is mammoth, it's huge, it's big, it's bigger than all of us, that you do so with a confidence, that you stand in a sure foundation. It's so sad to see so many... Christians that are on weak foundations. They haven't embraced the love of God fully because they haven't fully understood it. There's nobody up on this platform that has ever been on this platform, friends, that deserves the love of God. There's no big people or little people, just the blood that cleanses us. The spirit that unites us. And the declaration of Christ that you're mine. Now I pray with you and I pray with anyone that wants to pray. Lift your hand if you haven't made an altar. You can come now, but lift your hand and say, I want to be included in that altar. I pray for you. I pray as I pray for myself, my own children, my own church. That there will be a reconnection as we pray. That in your heart you will, you will hear the word of God saying, I'm yours and you're mine. Fear not for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. And when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And it won't overcome you, says the Lord. I will never leave you nor forsake you. I have engraved you upon the palms of my hand. I've put my Holy Spirit into you. I'll do something new among you. Would you not be aware of it? And so God, I pray you would drop back into the hearts of these precious men and women before us this morning. These are your children, Father. 
There may be one or two here, Lord, that have never asked you into their life and they need to repent right now and they need to ask you. And I pray you will give them the grace to do that, Father. You will do to them what you've done to all of us. Fill them with the Holy Spirit and declare them righteous. And I pray, God, as we leave here, Lord, that we won't be, Lord, walking out the same way we walked in. And I pray Monday morning will not be a typical Monday morning, Lord, or Tuesday or Wednesday. And I pray it will not fade by Thursday, God, by your grace. But Lord Jesus, that we will recall this altar, Lord. That somehow there's a reconnection to our faith again. And we embrace what you say about us. It must have been strange, Lord, for the disciples, Lord, when you breathed upon them and you said, you are clean because of the words I speak. They must have felt so awkward as we would feel awkward right now, Lord, but we say thank you. Regardless of how awkward we feel about our clumsy walk, we say thank you for declaring over us that we are the righteousness of God in Christ. We receive it. We receive what John says, them, that we are the children of God and that is who we are. And we receive, Lord God, a righteousness that's not merited by our walk, but by the walk of Jesus Christ to Calvary. We have no boast, Lord. We are the recipients of a great work, of a great action. Not with the spousery things with silver and gold, but with the precious blood of Jesus, Lord. So we stand in such a great salvation. And I pray, God, you would just bring revelation of that to every heart so that we would reconnect again, Father, and give confidence to your people, oh God. I pray, Jesus, our lives will not be the same. We might face many same circumstances. God, we will meet it differently, Lord. Instead of being beaten up by the devil, oh God, I pray in Jesus' name, Lord. We won't be staying one step ahead of the shoe shine. The devil ain't shining his shoes off or behinds anymore. I pray, Lord, we will stand in the declared truth of God's word. That I am the righteousness of God in Christ and get thee behind me, Satan. Father, I pray for the marriages at this altar. I pray for husbands that have not been shown affection to their wives. Wives who have been indifferent to their husbands. I pray you heal them. I pray for those, Lord, who've been battling, Lord God, with anger, lust, whatever it may be, Lord God, and be defining, Lord, by their own nature, Lord. They are not defined by that nature. It's the new man that matters. The old counts for nothing. Help them, Lord, to embrace that in faith. The just shall live by faith. So, Lord, increase our faith even now, Lord, to say, Lord, your word is stronger than our word. You have declared us righteous. I pray for the precious choir back here that week in and week out, Lord, come in to minister, Lord. For these wonderful musicians and friends here, Father, that God, if there's one even here that, that Lord, is under the heel of the enemy, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that even they, as they minister to us, Lord, they will receive a blessing in Jesus' name, Lord God. I know they can't make the altar, but some of them in their hearts are there, Lord. Right now, Father, bring revelation again of who we are. Who we are. Sons and daughters of the living God. Redeemed, washed, loved, forgiven. Exalted in Christ. Seated with him in the heavenly places. Who am I? I'm one who believes. I'm one who believes. That Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. And Jesus Christ came not into this world to condemn this world. But that this world through him could be saved. I'm one who believes that. I'm one who believes that the Holy Spirit is the one that causes me to stand. And so now we're going to pray and ask the Holy Spirit to come and touch our lives in a fresh and living way. Holy Spirit, 
You are the, the third person of the, that great triune Godhead. Given to us to be a comfort. And given to us to be a power and strength. And so Jesus, you have given the Holy Spirit. And we say, Holy Spirit, have your way now. And Lord, begin to illuminate in every life at this altar. Open the eyes of every Christian, O oh God. And flood them again with fresh hope, O oh God, and fresh joy. You shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. And the mountains and the hills will break forth into singing. And the trees of the field will clap their hands. Hallelujah. You will bear fruit for him. You will possess the name of Jesus. And you will know the name of Jesus. And you will go forth no matter what day, devil of hell comes up against you. You will stand in the authority that I'm a child of the living God. I have authority. I have given you authority over everything, Jesus says. Over everything. So Father, we thank you. We thank you for the mercy of God. We thank you for the love, the steadfast love. We embrace it. We receive it. We love it. Would you just thank God where you are? Just for a few minutes. Just worship him.